0: The one thing that we have not done as a team yet is just put our faith in the coaches. You are listening to the hottest podcast in the game. This is the Thought Force Podcast. Get ready. It's time to get in the zone. In the zone. Here's your host, Eddie Salcedo. Play ball.
1: what is up guys welcome into the thought force podcast and today we have Mike apreda here um, and, and he's got he's got some good content going over on Instagram I'll make sure to link up his account info and everything down in the description um, but so you guys can can check his account out but I, I'm really excited to have him on because he's going to take us in a lot through how he kind of develops teams and, and what it takes to have a really strong united team. So Mike, how's it going, man?
0: It's going well. Uh I appreciate you having me on. You know, I'm excited to talk a little bit about, you know, the team building process and a little bit of my journey through, you know, baseball and stuff. And you know, I've been following your page for a while now and, you know, listening to your podcast and you know some of the coaches that you got on here. You know, they're really top level coaches and just to have the opportunity to speak with you today, you know, I'm excited about it and um, you're doing a great job, man. So
1: thank you. Appreciate appreciate having me on. Yeah, no, I'm excited to to get rolling here. And um, the first question I have for you is when it comes to building a strong team, what would you say are the principles of really having a uh, united connected team?
0: So my opinion on that is, you know, whenever I think about building a strong team, I go back to, you know, my playing career, and I think about some of the better teams that I was on. And I'll start with, you know, in high school, I played on the 2008 National Championship team with Don Bosco Prep. And uh, my coach over there, Coach Greg Butler, who was a coach of the decade in New Jersey for Bergen County, you know, he always had a saying that you have to be willing to be a small part of something big. and That is the saying that really stuck with me through my playing career is that no matter what your role is, whether, you know, you're the three hitter or, you know, the weekend starter or the nine guy or, you know, you're a freshman coming in and you got to wait your turn to play. Everybody's got a role to do. And as long as you're somebody that is saying to myself, you know, how am I going to execute my role today? How am I going to win today? You know, you're really on the path of building, you know, the strong team because you're taking care of your individual development first. And um, I think if everybody is working on themselves as an individual, the team really grows strong organically. And where that really starts is, you know, it starts with the top, right? So that really leads me into my story from 2014, my senior year of college. I'll never forget, you know, my college roommate, Uh, CJ Faridji, he was uh, the captain of the team and you know really strong motivated guy you know big time big time closer played third base could glove it could hit you know one of our middle of the order guys really passionate about the game he says to me he's like you know Mike the one thing that I'm realizing is we've had great teams in the past but the one thing that we have not done as a team yet is just put our faith in the coaches. Hmm. And I thought about that. I was like, put our faith in the coaches. What do you mean by that? And he goes, Hey man, like these guys are out there. We know our coaches are doing the research. They're doing a great job trying to, you know, have our team execute on a high level at the time. We just went to the regional championship the year before for uh, division two baseball. And we had a really good staff. So he's like, we got to get everybody to believe in the coaches. So I'm like, okay, I see what you're saying. He goes, whether they're right, whether they're wrong, it doesn't matter. They're the coaches. We're the players. If we can get everybody just to stay by our coaches and to put their feelings aside, you know, we're going to grow this team the way we got to grow it. And next thing, you know, you know, whenever somebody would start falling off the tracks, we would always go to them. Hey, the coaches believe in the coaches, listen to the coaches it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're upset right now, but we're focus on playing, be a player, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that right there really, when I think about building a strong United team, it's like, have you, do you have enough players that understand what a team first mentality is? And it starts with the leadership of the players if the players can, if you're a coach, right. Speaking from a coaching standpoint, I'm a coach and I look at my team and I find out who my leaders are. If I can speak to them about, you know, team first mentality and get them to understand, Hey, you know, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to try to win every game that we play. Am I going to make all the right decisions every single time? No, you know, we're humans. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you guys back my decisions, and you guys stay united with me. Then we're all on the same page. I'm going to do my job as a coach. Just make sure the players do their job as a player.
1: For and sure. we had
0: that. And we had that in 2014, dude. And we actually ended up going to the College World Series. So the year before, in 2013, you can you can actually argue that that team had so-called more talent than we did. Um, they made it to the regional. You know, they were the first team to do that. All respect to those guys. But when I think about great teams, I think about, did that team make the most out of their talent? Mm -hmm. And that's my goal as a coach every single day is like, I don't care how much talent I have. I'm going to work with the talent I got and and ask myself at the end of the season, did I make the most out of this talent that I had on this team? And, you know, if you have guys that, you know, guys like CJ, Kenny Kirsten, or guys that were captains of the squad that really understood that team concept and got people on the same page, you know, the senior class was strong. Like we had like 10 seniors that year that really understood it. It just helped, you know, building a strong United team that had top-level success.
1: Yeah, I can totally um... – really stand by that. And I think it's a very fascinating thing when it comes to building a team, because like you said, their talent is one thing, but actually having success as a team is a completely different thing. I mean, I've been on teams that have way more talent than, than uh, the opposition and we, we don't end up doing as well as, as our talent can really, can really give. And then I've also been on other teams where um, you know, the the chemistry is really well and we might, you know, we have some talent here and there, but, but the other teams we're facing have far more talent, but we find a way to, to really and end up consistently winning those games. And it's a very fascinating thing because, you know, it, it makes you really question, you know, how much does, does talent really play into it? How much does actual teamwork play into it? And I think one thing that, that for me, I've, I've been able to, to really live is, is the great teams that I've been on. It, it almost seems like playing baseball is, is almost like, you know, it's almost like just little kids going out there and playing. Like it doesn't, it's not a tense, tight environment. It's more of loose having fun, but when you have to focus, it's it's time to focus. And that's really one thing that I've been able to live through where the great teams I've been on just play baseball with such a loose um kind of environment and and nothing seems forced. That we kind of just allow the results to to happen and just put our best put the best product out on the field. But before we jump into what it takes to be a great leader on a team. I want to ask you, what are you doing specifically with your teams to try to, um, you know, engage in that, in that having good teamwork. And then along with that, tell us a little bit about, you know, what you're doing now in your coaching days and, and, um, you know, where you're at and what you do.
0: So basically what we're, what we're doing for our program, you know, We're Brady Titans Baseball. We're a club baseball organization out of Bergen County. I've been doing this since 2014 is when I started my club. And, you know, the main thing that we're doing with our guys now, obviously with the coronavirus stuff going on, you know, I'm making sure that my Instagram page, you know, our team app is filled with content for our players. Mm -hmm. You know, making sure that these players have great home workouts to do. We're sending drills to them we're sending, you know, pages like yours, like, Hey, take a look at this page, fast development training, you know, the infield guy, Matt Lopez hitting, like there's just so many good coaches on IG right now that are doing great things. And I'm not the kind like, there's a lot of coaches that are like, Oh, I don't want to, you know, share my talent. Ideas are going to get stolen. It's not about us, you know, it's about the players and that's mm-hmm. really why I do, you know, all the content I I do on Instagram is because I'm trying to help my players day in and day out, get better as individuals. And how do we do that? It's very, it's very simple. I mean, having the players understand the resources that they have. So that's what we're doing. We're doing everything remotely right now. Uh, We have a couple other things in the works as well. You know, one of my players and I, we're going to, you know, get into a cage and really put together a list of training videos on the hitting side. You know, my business partner, Lou Decharo, um, he's a, he's a top infield specialist. I mean, he's doing great stuff with his son who's basically like, he's like him, but younger. And mm-hmm. so we're, we're, we're in the process of making great things on the remote side. I, you know, when I'm the kind of person that, you know, I try to look at the light of every situation, obviously with the coronavirus going on right now, you know, it's easy to get, you know, put your head down and be like, damn, we don't have baseball. But as coaches, what could we do for our players to get them better now? And it's honestly just by constantly feeding them good information. And that's really what we are, you know, right now. We're an information service. Um I guess, you know, a little more about 80 Titans baseball is obviously, you know, we're, we're a program that, you know, we'll, we'll play in, we're playing tournaments we play in leagues. But the one thing that I think puts us apart from other programs in the area is how we practice. I'm very big on, you know, practicing at a high tempo. And I just can't wait to get back out there because the way we practice is, it's just fun you know, like the coaches are having a great time, a ton of repetition, a ton of teaching. And, you know, our focus every day is like, yeah, we're going to play competition. Obviously, competition breeds talent, but we're going to make sure every time a player steps on the field with AD Titans baseball, they're going to be able to ask themselves, did I get better today? And the answer is going to be yes, every single time.
1: I love that. Um, I want to jump back to the team building kind of side of things. And, you know, I, I know, I'm, I'm sure you've probably been around guys that, that have been great leaders, whether that's at the college level uh, when you played or now in your coaching days. Um, but what, what do you think are, are the qualities of, of a great leader? What do, what do you see them consistently do um, and how do they kind of bring their, their presence throughout the team?
0: I think the first thing that I think about is um, the best leaders know how to hold their teammates accountable in a respectful way, Mm -hmm. like without like putting like without putting somebody down, but it's like, damn, you're right. You know? So as a leader, you have to be somebody that is like if somebody's going steering down a bad path, right? Like, you know, you're a college guy, you know, everybody that's been to college understands that's easy to get distracted. And, you know, especially as an athlete, like there's just so many, um, it's like, man, I'm on the field all day. I want to go out and do this. Next thing you know, you're not really getting your homework done, whatever, you know, your grades are slacking, but good leaders will not let people steer down that path. They'll just like, they'll nip it in the butt before it even starts. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so that's the one thing that I realized from really good leaders that I've been around is. People that aren't afraid to be confrontational in a in a respectful way, Uh, leading by example. You know, like everybody knows those guys where you know they're the workers, they're the guys that show up to practice thirty minutes early, they're the guys that stay after practice to just get extra ground balls. Um, The work ethic really stands out. You know, somebody when you every time you go to the gym, you know he's there. You know, you have a game on Saturday you know he's waking up going to the gym and then going to the field he's the first one in the cage doing t work so leading by example is another thing that i see from leaders and it's it's in it's also it's on the field and off the field you know in the classroom you know, a lot of things that especially with the kids that people need to understand is that we're student athletes Education um, education's a big thing with me i i think that as Baseball players, you got to put your education first. It's easy to get distracted from that. Um, But the best leaders that I've been around are the guys that are making the dean's list. You know, 3.5, 4.0. Not saying that you have to, you know, be a top A student because there's guys like, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, one of the one of my mentors. He's somebody Mm -hmm. that's like, look at my high school report card. It's all D's and F's. I mean, the guy's one of the most successful people in the whole world. He's actually somebody I look up to very much right but uh you know it's it's like but personally you're asking me from a personal standpoint is some of the best leaders I've been around have just been top top people in the classroom as well um that's that's really what I got on that
1: yeah for sure and and one thing on the Gary V part that I that I want to touch on is you know he knows he knew what he wanted to do and he knew that getting good grades didn't really play a role in in him being able to be a good entrepreneur you know he he had he had this amazing ability to sell and to build connections with people and you know he was having success outside the classroom when it came to selling and that's why you know he he didn't really have much interest in doing well with school. But I think where people can get into trouble is when they see something like that. And let's say you're a baseball player. And you know, you, you say, Okay, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm not going to care about my grades or anything like that. That's a, That's a tough trap to fall into. Because if you want to be a baseball player, your options are going to open up much more if you have good grades, you know, schools, um, in terms of recruiting, are going to look at you more because they don't have to give you th- that much athletic money um, in most cases. So that'll allow them to be more flexible with their money. And then it says a lot about who you are and your work ethic. If you do have uh, good grades, it shows that you're willing to do the work, whether it's in the classroom or, or off the field, but it's all about really knowing who you are. And you know, if you want to be a baseball player, it will never hurt to have good grades, and in Gary Vee's case, it grades weren't really a big part of him achieving success. But if you want to go play college baseball, good grades are definitely going to play a role in it, and they'll open up a lot of doors. So, that's kind of my—that's kind of my take on on the whole grade thing, and and I think there's people can get into trouble when they see um, people like Gary Vee saying don't care about grades, which Yeah. I think it all comes down to knowing who you are. He knew who he was and and grades weren't a part of who he wanted to be. But, you know, I've seen it plenty of times where guys that have good grades open up lots of doors for themselves when it comes to playing in college and showing off what work ethic they have. So that's, that's my take on the whole grade grading part. But I know you've, you're really, really passionate about the research gathering that you do. So take us in through what exactly you do and and how you kind of use that, that, uh, that research that you, you, that you gather.
0: So me as a person, I, I'm trying to be, you know, the most motivated, innovated, you know, hardworking person every day of my life. And Mm -hmm. You know, if you're going to be that person, you have to be willing to learn everything. And what am I? I'm a baseball coach. You know, it's something, what you just said, it all comes down to knowing who you are, right? I know that I'm a baseball coach. I know that I have extreme passion for the game. I know I I love teaching kids and making them better at playing the game. So what do I have to do? I have to learn everything. Like, yeah, I'm an infield and hitting guy by trade, but I'm doing a ton of research on pitching. I'm doing a ton of research on catching um, at Traveria catching right now out of Bergen County. His, his page is excellent. You know, I'm, I'm watching his stuff and the way he's going over footwork and glove work on the catching side. I've never put the gear on in my life, mm-hmm. but it's important for me to learn that um, because I want to make my players better. I want to be able to, you know, make my coaches better, challenge them, push them. You know, how much research are you doing? You know, what a who are some of the people that you're watching right now? Um, you know, social media, obviously, you know, we talk about it all the time, Instagram, podcasts, books, you know, um, a couple of the books that I'm reading is uh, I'm reading this one book called Verbal Judo. Okay. Ver- Verbal Judo. It's, um, it's, it's a great book. It's about how you talk to people and stuff and, you know, learning how to communicate with others and it, it, I think that's part of, uh, like, we're all coaches, right? Part of being a coach is being able to deliver your message, being able to communicate, you know, getting people to believe in you as a coach. Like, you know, I wouldn't be where I was to, where I am today as a club baseball director if players didn't respect me. And there's one thing that, um, you know, a very good friend of mine has told me is. I'd rather be respected than being liked. Um, you know, if people, you, you know, there's people that are like, you know, pray to, you know you're, you're, you're over the top, man. You're like you're, you're constantly like working this and that. That's fine. You know, like you don't have to like me, but I know that me working as hard as I do, I know that you're going to respect me mm-hmm. flat out. So that's what I look for as a coach on the personal side. I don't mean to go off track with uh, the research, but, like it comes down to having people in your corner also getting a life coach somebody who wants the best for you you know part like I'll never forget the way I started this business was um I was 20 years old I had no money in my pocket you know my mom single parent and I'm in college I'm playing ball and one day I make it back to my dorm room and I'm like, holy crap, I'm a junior right now. What am I going to do? You know, I'm about to graduate soon. So I went into my phone book and I looked for the most successful person in it. And I just gave him a call. And next thing you know, my he's a good friend of mine His named Steve DeMathis. He's a commercial real estate broker. He owns his own real estate company. And he's like, yeah, Mike, you know, come down and, um, you know, talk to me. And we'll, we'll, uh, I'll see if I can help you next thing, you know, he asked me what my passion is and I tell him it's baseball and he goes, okay, you're going to, you're going to be a baseball coach. You're going to have your own baseball business. You're going to, you know, be like, you know, one of the big time guys in our area was, um, coach Lou DeCharles. Coach Lou DeCharles is actually my business partner today, but he goes, you're going to go talk to him. We're going to create a business card for you. We're going to get you a logo, all that. And eventually you're going to go work for him. And I'm like, I look at him. I'm like, yeah, overnight, bro. You know? Mm-hmm. And I just listened to what he told me to do. And that was part of me doing the research of getting out of my comfort zone a little bit, understanding that I don't know all the answers here. And we did exactly what he said. We create a business card, create a logo. I started coaching with uh, coach Leon Matthews for Teaneck Titans. Um, that's a whole other story. But anyway, now, I hand out my first business card to one of the players on that team, and it's crazy. His name is Pat Zicola. He's actually playing at my college now, which is awesome. I mean, it's just like my coaching career has almost went full circle. The first kid I trained ended up going to uh, the same college as me, mm-hmm. but um, it started with him, and I'm in a facility. and This guy, the, the owner of the facility, Mike Belvich, comes up to me and goes, Hey, how would you like to work here? Next thing you know, I'm working, I'm doing these hitting camps. I'm handing out my business cards during the, the the hitting camps. Two months later, I got 20 clients coming in every week. Obviously at that time I had to put my college career on hold because I was just at a place in my life where you know I wasn't a, I wasn't privileged like like other kids. I I I needed to make money, you know, to live. And I put my college career on hold. I start my business. And I do that. The team in 2012 at Stack, St. Thomas Aquinas College, does incredibly well. And I'm like, I, I missed it. So I started working really hard. I got back to it. thing like, so you know, I come back 2013 play and I have a business now. So that's all because I did the research, man. Like I just mm-hmm. said to myself, I don't know all the answers, but I want to figure it out. I want to be something in this world so research to me is something that us as coaches the moment that you stop learning is the moment that you should stop coaching
1: mm-hmm. period
0: like if you don't want to do the research man you're really doing a disservice to the players period that's really all I got on research man
1: yeah that, that, makes a, that makes a lot of sense and something I always like to say is success leaves clues you know like you said you you looked at your your contact list and called up the most successful person and i think the um you don't have to necessarily listen to every single thing they say but there's definitely clues that success leaves and they're they're obviously doing something right if if they're being successful at what they're doing regardless of if it's baseball or like you said real estate there's something else um success always leaves clues and and everybody at the top is always doing something right for that reason. And there's always something to learn, um, on that side of things. Um, one, one other thing that I wanted to go into is when, you know, you talked about using social media to really learn and gain information. What are some, and I know you mentioned a few, it's catching and, and in field, what would you say? Uh, are, I'll I'll give you. Let us do three. You know, three Instagram accounts that you really really enjoy right now, looking at and sharing sharing content.
0: One Instagram Instagram account that I'm really enjoying right now is Fast Developments. It's fast. Just look at Fast Developments D. Mm-hmm. um it's a, his name is Drew Walsh he's a coach he played with my friend Blake Crouch over at uh, LIU when it comes to infield i think he's got the best page out right now like as as of what i'm seeing i mean he's doing he's putting together videos of you know living room infield drills mm-hmm. and it not only that he's got really good content of good professional players that like he breaks it down for you so on the infield side I would say Drew Walsh Fast Developments D he's somebody that I would look at right now on the hitting side I would have to say this guy what's his name Matt Lopez Baseball Matt Lopez he he's breaking down professional hitters like step by step he uses a lot of um, it looks like Coach's Eye Coach's Eye uh, app to mm-hmm. draw on the hitters, to like really have players understand the angles of hitting. Um, talks a lot about like, you know, the tight turn, the kinematic sequence in the swing, how you hit from the ground up. You know, it's there's so much good information that he's sharing on here that uh, is excellent. And I, I look at his stuff for hitting all the time, I share his stuff. Mm-hmm. And another one that I would say. All right. No, I'll do another hitting guy. Actually, you know what? I already gave a hitting guy. Let me go to, um, catching Academy name is Justin Etcheverria catching coach, catching coach in the area. Um, you know, he's, he's doing a hell of a job. I've never met this guy before. He works in my area. I mean, I can, I can go meet up with him. probably take me 20 minutes to to link up or whatever, Mm -hmm. but, I, I know him from Instagram. I mean, the stuff he's doing with the catchers on the catching side, you know, when it comes to receiving glove work, footwork, throwing, I mean, he he covers every single area of how to be an elite catcher. Um, you know, a lot of like one thing that I'm seeing with catchers is a lot of the one knee work. You know, he's, it's, it's a new school of catching in my opinion Or is it really new? I don't know. It's been around for a while now, Mm -hmm. but it's, I'm realizing as a coach where if I need somebody, if I need my catcher setting up middle, middle out, you know, on O2 count, I'm going to go fastball off the plate away. I want him gearing up and trying to, you know, go to a knee and frame this ball as best as you can. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, he's, he's doing a good job on the catching side. So those are the three accounts that I, that I like a lot right now. Uh, there's obviously other accounts like out front hitting Casey Smith. He's, mm-hmm. he's incredible. Um, you know, who else? Uh, Tana, uh, it's just, I mean, I can go on and on, but on, let me look at some of the people I've been sharing. Cause I, I share a lot of, share a lot of people's stuff and, you know hard throws is a a good account where if you want to just see people like catchers that throw seeds or outfielders that throw seeds with great video creativity it's it's fun so that's like Mm -hmm. my fun account to look at is hard throws but other than that I mean you know it's just it's it's fun to be somebody on Instagram every day you know trying to research and get better at you know, understanding the game, you know, a really good blog that I'm reading right now is a uh, RPP's blog. RPP is uh, I, I guess they might be a competitor of mine. I, I don't really look at people as competitors, you know, they're, they're just other people in the business, but they're out of parameters. RPP's blog is incredible. He break, they break down, you know, baseball training. I mean, they're, they're really getting into high tech stuff, data analysis, they're a data driven analysis technology training baseball service mm-hmm. they're doing a good job I mean I'm I'm reading their blogs you know excellent excellent blog to read so yeah you know that's it's fun you know part of being a good coach is learning the game and I have a strong passion for doing that for sure
1: yeah I think you know, just you, for you guys, for all you coaches or players out there, you don't necessarily have to take all the guys uh, Mike mentioned here, but maybe just taking one guy and, you know, following and, and getting one new brain, uh, one new baseball mind to look at and learn from is is really important because I think something that a lot of us can fall into that really – love the game and especially during this time we can get overwhelmed and bogged down with all this information that's out there I mean you've got it seems like countless coaches out there talking about different hitting philosophies different catching philosophies different um, ways to train and I think sometimes it can get to the point where some people are saying different stuff and you don't know who to follow but I think it's all feedback and, and it's worth trying out and just seeing which philosophy um, you agree with, which ones you, you see where they're coming from, but you don't necessarily agree with. And uh, being able to kind of form all to bring all that feedback in and form your own philosophy on, on whatever aspect of the game it is. I think it's important to, to always kind of expand and, and see new baseball minds that are out there putting out great content. So um, yeah, i I'll make sure to go look at those for all you guys. Make sure to again expand um, who you're following and 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 be exposed to different ideas. You don't necessarily have to um, do do exactly what they're saying, but you know it's it's worth um, having an open mind and listening to what they have to say. But I know I know we're running out of time, and you know the last question I like to ask the guests. That's that's a pretty Heavy one is if you had one piece of advice for any player out there, what would it be?
0: In my opinion, the most important thing, have a willingness to learn every day. Have a passion for the game. And make sure that you go out, compete day in, day out. Be motivated to be the best student athlete in the the game. And don't accept anything less. Thank you for listening to the Thought Force Podcast.